Welcome to the Greyhound Girl podcast with your host, Dimity Ma. Proudly brought to you by Greyhound Performance Products. You can find them on Facebook or visit their website at greyhoundpp.com.au. We hope that you enjoy this episode and thanks to everyone for your support in promoting our wonderful industry. It's pretty rare in dog racing and a lot of people say to me, oh, how often do you see a big price winner in dogs? Because, you know, most of the time there's only eight, sometimes there can be less. But to have a dog come out and win a heat of a launching pad that returns odds of, you know, it was $144 and something cents, I remember, after reading the price in New South Wales. Um, what, was that fe- <laughs> what was that feeling like? And I'm keen to know if you actually had a bet on her. Uh, well, we'll start with, I had a little bet, so I had nice. a $10 wager, which was nice. Beautiful. Um, Ed, Ed, the owner, didn't have, have a wager, which she's uh, a bit disappointed about, and neither did the boss, so, <laughs> but no, it's not, not often they come around at 100 to 1, um, so you just got to have a little dabble. Yep. And now, uh, like, she went super, I mean, box five, and I guess the dog coming from Adelaide, they don't usually respect them as much as, you know, good Victorian dogs, I guess, but, um, yep. yeah, in terms of race experience, she'd, um. Yeah, I think she won her maiden when she was 16 months old and she nearly had more than double the starts the rest of the field. And, like, yeah, it's like she was overs to me. But, yeah, to the average punter, they wouldn't have seen that coming. Yeah, I mean, she won by, you know, six and three-quarter lengths. You go back and watch a replay and, you know, if you hadn't told me what she paid, never would I have ever picked she was at odds like that. Did not look like, you know, a 100-to-1 pop win in that race. Yeah, well, as um, Dan Hibbert, it was a great call. He actually set up the race at one like a twos on pop. <laughs> yeah, but she had, um, she had everything go in her favour. I mean, she showed that early speed and pretty much every dog behind her just popped the check and she yep. just kept getting further in front, which was nice to see. And yeah, it just goes to show that if you got that early pace in these sort of races, it makes a big difference. Now, she obviously, um, we have to, I have to give a shout-out to uh, Brad Barnes, who I'm sure would have been tickle pink um, with that win. But, I mean, the, the Let's Win Misha um, offspring are just going gangbusters, aren't they? Yeah, well, I actually had a, had a look at the litter after she won and, um, yeah, a bit of a background into Brad and stuff. And, yeah, credit to him and breeding the litter. And he, he gets a big excitement out of it just as much as Ed, the owner-trainer, and us as a team. And, yeah, it's going going great guns, so congrats to them and, yeah, I've seen they've got another litter coming up by Flying Ricardo, so hopefully some good ones in there as well. But, yep. yeah, hopefully she can make it through to the final. I can imagine how you're feeling with that. So, you know, good on him. It, um, I think, too, I think the day she won as well, Brad put up a post announcing that uh, Let's Win Misha was going to WOW. So I think um, oh. I think he might be able to add a little bit more to the um, sale price if he's going to sell any <laughs> based oh, on that. Oh, I reckon that. they've gone up a fair bit too, and the caliber of dog that WOW was as well. So yep. I actually did see that on your page. So, yeah, no, um, I remember him saying something about uh, Let's Win Misha's personality, and, I mean, I've taken hundreds and hundreds of dogs to the track for the Sharps, and, I mean, Dolly with Let's Win Coin has got to be the most happy little thing I've taken, I reckon, up there in the top yep. five, that's for sure. Oh, and, lovely. Um, she le- leaps in the van, get her out of the kennel. <laughs> All she wants to do is go racing. And, yep. like, yeah, chase is the most important thing these days. And, like, yep. yeah, she just loves it. And it, was it always sort of, um, you know, set by Ed and uh, obviously, you know, yourself and, and Team Sharp to set her for this series? Uh, well, she was coming over regardless, just for a campaign, and yep. um, so she's she's had the beneficiary of being over for an extra week and a bit than um, Charlie's Misty. So Charlie's Misty won her ticket 
um, through the SA launching pad series. And because yep. she won a ticket and Let's Wink was already over here, Ed decided to try and get a ticket for, for Dolly. Yep. And yeah, well, he's happy that he um, got an extra ticket and they both made it through the semis. So the deal with her is um, Dolly's going to stay after the series. And I think Misty's going to go back home. So yep. yeah, but Ed's, Ed's on a holiday at the moment because they're, they're the only two dogs he's got. And so he sent them both over and they've gone up to. Queensland for a holiday and yep. uh, yeah they were just over the moon when she got the job done there's a yep. photo circulating of Ed and um, Gabby there which was just <laughs> crazy yep. but now they not in their wildest dreams they think she could win when you know this is a tough series but yeah it, it's just goes to show you've got to have a crack yep yeah definitely now looking forward to the semi-final she's come up with box three and semi-final three have you had a chance to have a look at that field yet um, yeah, I've had a little bit of a look. Uh, there looks to be a fair bit more speed than what her heat was. But, um, yeah, if she can come out like that, um, you know, and after an extra look at the track too, yep. I think she'll she'll benefit from that. I think 25, 29.50 is probably her limit. But, yeah, if she can go 508, 509 or even better, maybe third time up, that um, you never know. <laughs> yep. Sort of same scenario, scenario would be good. Yep. Um, for Charlie's Misty, um, she's up against... Yeah, Amron Boy and a few other really good ones there. So she's gonna, she's drawn the car park, so she's gonna need a, a minor miracle. But yep. yeah, as it just hopes they get around safe, and yep. yeah, that's the main thing. But it, yeah, fingers crossed, one of them get through. That'd just be the dream for Ed and us. It's sort of um, you know, it reiterates to anybody that says to me, oh, you know, what um, what should I back? What should I pick? I said, you know, they may not necessarily be the the fastest or the strongest five hundred meter dog, but again, it comes back to that early speed. And if you jump out in front, yep. there's always that chance that there's going to be a mix up behind you. Yeah, hundred percent. And um, that was sort of the deal with Cablens as well. Like he probably couldn't run the times at Aston P and all those dogs could run overall, but you run that five dead or sub five to the market, it's going to be very hard to beat in in good races and that. Yeah, that's, that was the case in the heat for us. Yep. Now, moving to, um, you know, having a chat about uh, Jess and Jason, tell me how you got involved with the Sharps. And, I mean, you know, their team's just, you know, seems to be going from strength to strength every week. Yeah. Um, so I've been with them since 2017. I'll, I'll, my background in pretty quick scenario here, I, I got involved when I was 18, just uh, going down to the pub with a couple of mates, and my favourite dog was Al Gallo back then. So oh, the yes. Pub. I'd watch him whenever he was racing. <laughs> and then um been running poker tournaments primarily for fifteen years. So uh, a friend of mine was a was a poker player at the time and she got me involved in the dogs and she showed me the right dog to buy back then. But really till um it was two thousand fourteen I started working with Norman Janish Rinaldi who had a million dollar litter with um Steen Fireball and those type of dogs. So I learned yep. a lot off them. But was that was when I really got more hands on. Yep. And then they sort of um, decreased in size. And then 2017 is when I started working for Jason and Jess. Yep. Yeah, different setup with yeah a lot more dogs and stuff. But, yeah, the way they do things there is great for, for a big team of dogs. And, yeah, they get the results to show it. So it's good. What um, what does a typical day involve for you? Oh, well, for me, if I'm not running poker tournaments, I'm going racing or doing <laughs> anything else. But um, they've got a good team down there, about six at the moment. And yep. um, they do a good job more, more of the kennel work. So... I'm doing more, so just the city meetings and an extra one here and there during the week. And, yeah, they it's like a team effort, really. Like, some people go, how do you do it? You, to go racing all the time, but, oh, I just love going racing and the travel. And, you know, you, you're there to do it for the dogs, so it's yep. great. But, yeah, the, the boys and, and the team do a great job down there during the mornings and afternoons and all that. So it can be can be long days when you've got a big, big team, but, yep. um, yeah, it's, they do a great job. 
Yeah, nice. And, you know, sort of just, um, you know, I don't want you to give away any um, secrets or anything, but, you know, just for anybody that um, may be looking to, you know, hook up with a, a trainer and become a kennel hen, you know, is it things like obviously, you know, you'd be responsible for the feeds, exercising, cleaning, grooming, all those sorts of things? Yeah, all the, all the glorious jobs you can imagine just through the kennel work, so <laughs> keeping things clean, but uh, the, the dogs look, look really nice and the beddings are clean and all that sort of stuff and yeah just yep. the day-to-day things you can could imagine just general care work the dogs hard feed them right check them make sure they're good all that sort of stuff and then yeah we've got the obviously the handling side of it which is a bit different going to the races and learning the ropes there but yep yeah so we've had quite a few over the years that have just learned learned the ropes there and sort of picked it up and it doesn't take too long and it can can quickly become a passion like really fast like yeah. for me i've got the bug and like i can't yep. see myself doing anything else yeah so yeah yeah 100 what um i know it's probably hard to narrow it down to one but are there a couple um of sort of favorite memories you've had from the track so far um well yeah the 2017 melbourne cup i was lucky enough to handle that for jason and jess we had yep. to mayhem in that yep um he slipped at the start which is not not great but it actually turned out to be the best thing for him. He actually ran third in that race to Aston DB. That was a great memory. And I also handled the uh, Group 2 Great Chase, which is for the disabled um, disability groups, and we had Go Commando win that. So that was my biggest win. But yeah, yep. the biggest race I handled is, was the Melbourne Cup. And, and yep. yeah, just a, a few race race wins with my own are special as well. So, yep. yeah, I get, a, I get a thrill. I win a Tier 3 race with the yep. dogs or whether it's a group race. It doesn't really matter to me, like, yeah, they're all they're all lovely animals, and yeah, just get a kick out of it. Do you want to go out and become a trainer on your own eventually? Well, yeah, like the last couple of years, I've, I've had a couple of litters, so I've only ever really had one or two dogs up until the last couple of years. But um, yeah, in partnership with Ed, who actually owns Let's Mean Coin and stuff, we um, we raced a bitch together called Champagne Lux, and she's had a couple of litters now. Yep. But um, a few racing from that first litter. Ed and I have got four Bernardos from that litter, and then I've got some Shimmer Shines, another bitch that oh, nice. race called Desiree, Desiree Dancer. She runs 23 races, and they're 10 yep. months old and happy as Larry, little pups, those ones, and they're looking the good. So, but yeah, it's ever expanding at the moment. So, yep. one day probably be <laughs> out doing it. Like, it is, it's hard to decrease in numbers. It sort of just keeps going up and up, especially when you're breeding. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, who knows one day. Yeah, nice. And just sort of like for anybody, you know, like yourself who, you know, a lot of, especially the youngsters now, they, they want to get amongst it and be handlers and catchers and all the rest of it. You know, is your advice, and you probably reiterate what pretty much everybody else has said to me, you know, just go go to the track, talk to the trainers, even talk to, you know, kennel staff, you know, race day managers, all the rest of it, just to learn about how, you know, the race day operations work. Yeah, well, it's a good point, like, Probably when I was younger, I would have been way too scared to, to ask anyone a question. You, know, you yeah. think they, oh, they're trainers, they've got the dogs, they don't they don't want to talk to some nobody yeah. that doesn't know anything about the dogs. But it's far from that. You'll find that 99% of the trainers will happily give their time to answer questions or, you know, show you the ropes. And, yeah, there's always opportunities out there. And just don't be afraid to give it a go because it could be something that you're really passionate about and find a new career in. So, yeah, yeah that would be my advice to just 
give it a go, ask some questions and go from there. Yep. I'll, I'll probably reiterate too what I um, was talking to Tyler Jin about the other day. I said I think it's made it a little bit easier with, um, you know, technology and social media and the fact that, you know, I even do it too. You know, you can text someone now rather than having to call them or approach them in person, which sometimes can sort of, um, you know, be a little bit easier if you've already preempted, you know, you know, meeting up with them to chat about something or get some advice or whatever rather than just have to walk up to them in person and they have no idea who you are. Yeah, that's right. I'll scroll and leave some bounds on social media side of it. Even for the for the racing stuff, I mean, it's just made it. There's way more fans betting on the race, or yeah. you know, just fans coming to, to the big races and stuff, and they find out about it on social media. Yeah, back in the days, it, it's a lot more difficult to to find that communication with trainers and stuff like that. But yeah, it just seems to be growing like as every year goes on. Really. Yep. Now, lastly, have you got any dogs from your kennel that we all should be following and knocking the price off? <laughs> oh, well, I don't know when this is going to go to air, but I've got, um, there's one that's running tonight. Over, there's a couple running tonight. I've got three in at the Meadows. Charles Blaze, I think, is um, on the up. She's just starting her 500-metre campaign, but she's um, might take her a few runs, but she's got some early pace in like the Let's Win coin, and I think over time she's going to be nice over 500. Yep. I've also got... Um, Panda Mick that's in tonight over 600. I think she's she's looking for that 600 meter top ground and yeah she's um a slow learner to say the least but she's getting there and I think she's going to be a nice type as well and yep. yeah well hopefully with a bit of luck tonight but yeah going forward yeah Charlotte's Blaze I, I like over 500 and yeah there's quite a few from the kennels when you got 60 70 odd racing but yeah yep. there's a few <laughs> few nice youngsters there but yeah there's a lot more on the way. Yeah, nice. I don't think we'll all get $144 for Let's Win Coin this week, unfortunately. <laughs> well, I just spoke to Ed before um, for this, and uh, we were just talking about the race, and I said, there's, there's no way she's going around that price again. I mean, <laughs> they probably, they probably, the comment will probably say that she you know, ran a, ran a race out of the blue, but yeah, I think um, on, her, on that early speech she showed last week, it'd be hard to see her starting at 100, 100 to 1 next week, yep. but you never know. I think it just reiterates to everybody whether, you know, you're just a punter or an owner or trainer or whatever, you know, don't worry about the prices because anything can happen and any dog can win. And, you know, it's amazing how many big price winners I see these days. It's not, you know, it's, yeah, it's unreal. It's, yeah, sometimes people look too far into it. I say to people, like, after the race, the dog doesn't know the odds. They're just going out and doing their thing. (laughs) And, um, you know, anything can happen in a dog race. The dog gets a check or whatever else and anything can happen so yeah it's, they don't know the odds and whether a dollar ten or yep. hundred to one it, it doesn't matter yep you've been listening to the greyhound girl podcasts with dimity ma proudly brought to you by greyhound performance products you can find them on facebook or their website greyhoundpp.com.au 